and welcome to episode 139 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte. You weren't even looking now. No, no, no she's, no, she's over it. Anymore. She's over no, it. Don't even get a look. There's no more pointing. There's no more anything. I, you're, you're first Next from now on. I'm going to change it up and maybe I say, and I'm Charlotte, and then what? You're gonna <laughs> Just to see what happens. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> so fun. this is part three of our listener Q&A. Um, epic marathon recording session <laughs> we've been recording for over two hours now which would explain why we're all a little bit loopy we're <laughs> <laughs> a little bit tired um and yes i'm still here except not really <laughs> by the time you're hearing this we can I will be sure to say for another episode yes they just i think that's why they wanted to they just they, they know this is the last time they're going to see me for a while and they just could not bear to say goodbye and so they just had 100%. to tack on an extra podcast that's what it is um so yes but by the time you hear this i will hopefully god willing and knock on wood be home and be recovering <laughs> yeah. um so because we are pre-recording once again we have no news um and by this point i'm sure something has happened so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> disney did a thing they announced a thing something's back something went away yep yep yeah. Yeah. Some attractions, you know, closing for refurbishment, which actually did say that like a few attractions are closing for like it's a small world, I think is closing. Um, Buzz Lightyear is closing, which I'm surprised that they're doing all these refurbishments in the summer, but they've got to get ready for the 50th, I guess, is now really their focus. Everything's got to be point. bright and shiny. Yep, everything's got to be all snazzy and have that new attraction smell. Um, so we have no news, but uh, we do have a lot of listener questions. We're going to try to get to all of them, but I'm scrolling for a really long time. We can time do here. it. I believe in us. We can do it. We can do it. Um, so stay tuned for part three of our listener Q&A series. Okay. Last week, when last you heard us, <laughs> we were answering a question from our listener, Freya. So she has a trip coming up in 2022 where she is going to do a Disney cruise followed by Walt Disney World's Day for just to celebrate being able to be all together, but also her sister's 30th birthday. So that is where we left off. We answered her Disney Cruise Line questions for the most part last week, and we are continuing on this week with her Walt Disney World questions to start. We have questions from lots of other people as well, but we'll start with Freya because we left her hanging. <laughs> so, uh, the first question, number one, have you seen any indication whether the port transfers will be returning when the ship starts sailing again? As I'm a club level lover and I was debating treating us to one night at the Grand Floridian main building club level, fancy, the night before the cruise and have a do less, enjoy more of the champagne kind of day. I better be invited to that day. That's the day I want to come and participate. That's, yes. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> yes, port transfers will be returning. I'm not even going to qualify that and say that we don't know that for sure, because technically yes. we don't know that for sure. But if Disney Cruise Line is sailing, port transfers will be available. That's, done and I done. feel confident <laughs> in saying that. So um, do that. Yes, book that one night at the Grand Floridian main building club level. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure do that. Um, okay, question two. Where should we stay post-cruise? I have been very lucky over the years to stay at many of the Walt Disney World hotels, and I'm not too sure I have a favorite. It just depends on the type of trip I'm having. My mom is leaning towards the monorail resorts, um, as we will be Magic Kingdom heavy because she will have her 
toddler with her. Um, however, with not being able to visit since 2019, I am obsessing over everything I can eat and drink in Epcot. With having a stroller, I don't think it would be too much of an issue to monorail it to the Magic Kingdom via Epcot, but with the park passes and park hopping only being allowed in the PM, this means buses to the Magic Kingdom in the morning with a stroller are not high on my list of things I want to experience. So I guess my question is, do we spend more on the monorail resorts or do we go for one of the larger rooms at the Dolphin for less and enjoy the parks and still have room for nap time and early nights for my little one? Returning well, to the, okay, I'm gonna stop there. I have a question because I, my brain is very fuzzy right now and I cannot recall the answer, but with the new um, early extra magic hours, are, are the Swan and Dolphin included in the 30 minutes early? Because we already know that they're not no, included they're not. in the after hours. So I would just take that out automatically. I mean, maybe you don't need the after, the, the late hours because you have a small child, but early morning hours, you probably are going to want to hit. Yeah, personally, I would just rule the dolphin because I don't like the dolphin. Yeah. I mean, they're, it's a beautiful hotel. They're beautiful rooms. My parents like to stay there because they have, you know, they had Starwood um, timeshares. But it, you lack the Disney ambiance. Um, and I feel like they're taking some of the perks away from the Swan and Dolphin that they used to be included. So Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah. Also, if you are staying at a monor I, I maybe I'm misunderstanding the question, but if you're staying at a monorail resort because you're going to the Magic Kingdom often, but you want to spend a couple of days at Epcot, um, why can't you get the park pass for Epcot on those days and just take the monorail, presuming it's working, mm -hmm. to Epcot? You don't need to go to Magic Kingdom. Is that is that the question, or am I yeah. misunderstanding it? Yeah, no, I, I think I think her question is, should we spend more for the monorail resorts or should we stay closer to Epcot? And I, you know, I think the larger room at the Dolphin seems to be appealing. Um, I, I would know. do a monorail resort. I, I would do a monorail resort. A monorail resort, no question. That's yeah. The, uh, and I mean, she gets to another question in a minute, but yeah. I, would, yeah. I would do a monorail resort. Yeah. No. Either so way. I'll read the rest of her questions so that might clarify some stuff for us. Um, returning to the five night stay at Walt Disney World Post Cruise, I've been having a hunt around at pricing and I found a Savannah View club level room at Animal Kingdom Lodge for less than just staying in a standard room at the Grand Floridian. Now, before children, this would have been a no brainer, but having to drag around a stroller on buses only and potentially use like an Uber or a Lyft ride share, would this seem like a good deal to you ladies? So if your trip is going to be park, like very park focused, I personally would not recommend Animal Kingdom Lodge. Right. I will say that the club level at Animal Kingdom is my favorite. It's fantastic. Of the Disney club levels, like it's my, it's the best, Great. in my opinion. Um, but if your trip is going to be focused on the Magic Kingdom and you are going to be spending the majority of your time there, and you now have a little one in tow that is presumably going to want nap time or pool time, stay close to where you spend most of yeah. your time. Yeah. You're just going to alleviate so many headaches and so much stress. Yes, that is a great deal for the Animal Kingdoms of, um, club level. But if that's not the type of trip you're having, like I personally only stay club level at Animal Kingdom Lounge when I do my 4th of July trips to Walt Disney World, where I intend to spend the majority of my time at the pool at the resort. Yeah. Yeah. There is one time when, like, staying at a deluxe resort is just so worth it. And it is when you have a kid in a stroller. <laughs> like, yeah. It is. Location matters 
for most trips, but some less than others. But when you are lugging a stroller, having multiple transportation options available to you, like at the contemporary, you not, you know, you have the boats and you have the buses and you have the monorails and you, you know, you can walk, you can walk, you know, it is never more valuable. You never get more bang for your buck than when you have a small child with a stroller. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, So we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then her third question, we actually answered in a previous podcast for another listener. So I'm just going to refer gently her back to episode 137. I think we answered this question. Uh, As Sarah and Charlotte, you have experience with kids in the parks. I'd love to hear any recommendations you have. This is a new one for me. Thank you again, ladies. And I really appreciate the time you're taking to answer my questions. Hopefully one day I'll be able to buy you all an adult beverage in Epcot. We would love that. (laughs) Send us the dates of your trips. We'll be there. We would love that. Um, But yes, we literally discussed this in an earlier um, listener Q&A. And I think we're on episode we're in part three right now. I think we answered it in part one. I don't know. That was two and a half hours ago. I've never forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the recommendations are use that stroller, honey. Like use it. Yeah. I want to climb into the stroller by about three o'clock on a heavy park day. <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody would push me around in an adult stroller, I would be there for that. Yeah, no questions exactly. asked. Take breaks. Lots yeah. of breaks. Breaks you don't think you need. Here's the most important thing. If you wait until you need the break to take the break, it's too late. (laughs) Somebody's about to have a meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) With with small children, it's all about preventing the inevitable meltdown, theirs or yours. (laughs) So stay hydrated, stay fed, um, stay sun protected. Don't forget to wear your sunscreen. Don't forget to apply their sunscreen. The Florida weather is not to be trifled with. Yeah. Um, so just make sure that you have snacks with you. Like that was my big thing when, when my son was little, little, little was that, you know, we had a backpack in that backpack was, you know, Ziploc bags or little plastic containers of Cheerios, of Gerber puffs of, you know, whatever. I mean, that's it's, great advice for if you're traveling with Heather, just always have a snack. Yeah. For it me. works for Heather too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just always have snacks. Oh, ABS always be snacking <laughs> and always be drinking. Um, because it's so easy to get dehydrated. And especially with little kids, dehydration can cause a host of problems with little kids. It can cause UTIs, it can cause headaches, it can cause, you know, like just make sure they are so, so, so hydrated. It's so important. Um, and then please refer to our um, series on Patreon of the best bathrooms in Walt Disney World, because you're going to need those too, if you're that hydrated. So I'll just leave it there. Uh, our next question is from Maggie. Charlotte, do you want to read this one? All right. All right, it's from Maggie. Hey, ladies. So we are going to Disney next October, and our daughter will be two and a half. Okay, this is, uh, I think, the third two and a half year old that we've had in the but question. No, never, <laughs> <it's happened. laughs> yeah, but she says crazy. I know because I mean, Maggie just—I feel like she just had that baby. <laughs> she did. I, oh, I, every baby that has been written, like Sarah wrote in an earlier episode, and I was like, wait, how could that baby be nineteen yeah. months old already? That baby was yeah. just born. <laughs> okay, so uh, she says so. It will also be our three-year wedding anniversary. Uh, what are some good options for an early dinner with a toddler? We are thinking possibly space 220 whenever it opens, depending on the menu. So uh, we didn't talk about f- dining places necessarily for toddlers. In our well, we did because they, yeah, we did because we talked about like all you can eat and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if your child, d- yeah, she'd still be two and a, uh, free at two and a half. So that's a really good option. Um 
Space 220, if it ever opens, I don't know what the menu is going to be, so I can't recommend it yet, but it looks like it'll be pretty cool too. I yeah. Think, like all we've heard about the menu and the, this could be completely different from what they announced is that it's going to have like a massive wine list. Yeah. It is a fine dining yeah. sort of location. Yeah. It is, I think it is a signature dining restaurant. So, and I think I'll, I'll just throw in there, um, like you know your daughters and you know you'll know what her personality will be like as a toddler by the time you can make dining reservations so you want to do something special but if it's going to stress you out having her in a place where maybe it's quiet and she's going to be screaming like pick something that's going to work with her personality so if she's just this quiet little mouse that sits in the corner go to all of the signature restaurants, go to them anyway, even if she's not. But if that's the type of thing that's going to make you nervous or uncomfortable or anxious to just a standard theme park restaurant, because there's plenty of nice ones. Yeah. I mean, at every restaurant, I will just with, with the exception of Dorian Alberts, is child friendly. Yes. You can, you can take her anywhere. Some kids have the patience to sit through what might be a longer meal. Some kids don't. My son would have been completely, we could take him anywhere. And as long as we, you know, gave him food at regular intervals, he would be completely <laughs> fine. Some kids really get more antsy and are not as food driven as my son. Is. Or me. <laughs> <laughs> or Heather. Um, some kids get antsy and can't sit through a longer meal. So like Heather said, you know your kid best. Um, and I thought, Heather, what you said about if it's going to stress you out is really important because I think sometimes that worry is more on the parents than it is about the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the kids yeah. are going to be kids. And if they're going to scream and yell, they're going to scream and yell. And so if that's going to make you nervous and ruin your anniversary celebration, don't even put yourself in that situation. Go to go to an Ohana or something where everybody's running around and yelling and it's just a good time. So yeah. <clears throat> yep. I'm going to think about Um. But early dinner, I think, is a great time. You know, it's definitely going to be much easier to get, like, a dining reservation at 4.30 or something, you know, than it is at 6.30. Like, yeah. 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock, those are the first reservations to go because that's when a vast majority of people eat dinner. Like, that's right in peak. So if you have a toddler who does have an earlier dinner time, you're actually going to have an easier time getting reservations, I find. Mm -hmm. So, bonus, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, you know, have a snack later, you know, make, you know, plan to get a snack or something later in the evening. Um, and again, snacks, keep snacks. <laughs> All right. Our next question is from Jane. Uh, Heather, why don't you read this one? Jane says, greetings, princesses. Thank you so much for continuing to create content and give my husband and I something new to discuss. Hi, Jim. We've, <laughs> hi to her husband. <laughs> we've been together almost 24-7 this entire pandemic. Oh, Bless you. <laughs> and while we loved the time we've spent together, topics of conversation are limited since neither of us have jobs. We got the COVID retirement plan to give us fodder for content. Anyway, I have a question that isn't pressing, but something that I've not heard discussed before. We have a family vacation that we hope comes to fruition in January 2022. We've combined a couple canceled vacations together and now plan on spending a week at Walt Disney World, then go on a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise with our two grown sons, our niece, and her partner. The question I have is about port arrival times. We have three separate cabins booked, two under gold castaway club status and one in silver. 
with what I assume are going to be much stricter limit limitations on making sure people arrive at or at least very close to their new arrival time, how do we handle it if we get wildly different arrival times, but we are all arriving in the same vehicle? Um, how was this handled in the past and what do you think will be Disney's recommendation in the future? She has a second question, but let's answer this first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the past, you could just go at whatever the earliest time is and check it all together in the highest status line. Um, will they do that for the future? I don't know. Yeah. But and it also, is, it also depended on which which ship you were on, which sailing uh -huh. you were on. Like uh, there were times where they would get super strict about it and make you wait outside the port, <laughs> you know, but that was rare and would typically only happen if there were some type of higher security clearance or high, like if, you know, like if there had been like an incident of some time or if there was, you know, yeah. something going on. And uh, one thing you should do either way is make sure your reservations are all linked together, mm -hmm. which you could do when you book or your travel agent can do it. Um, even if you don't book through the same travel agency, you can still be all linked together. That's not a problem, but make sure you're all linked and that'll help at least um i don't know how they're going to handle check-in since they haven't started sailing yet i don't know how it's going to be so i suspect it will be similar though you know uh, if, if two out of three cabins have my suspicion is if two out of three cabins have gold status then we'll they're, the they're going to let you go in. with the gold status yeah if one out of three cabins had gold status it might be a different scenario you know yeah. but i think in this case you'll you'll all be able to check in at your yeah. earlier arrival time yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, she goes on. If you have time, we split up how we booked passengers so we had two cabins with gold status. When, how do we swap cabin assignments for key access and charging? When you get to the port. Yes. Mm -hmm. When you check And not a minute in. sooner. You right. leave it exactly as it is until you get to that check-in desk. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then let the, let the cast members, they're going to hate you a little bit, just a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll do it. So put on your big cheesies, make it great. Be nice. Be very <laughs> nice. The only ones. People do this all the time. This is not new. They know that this is what people do, so they're used to it. But uh, yeah, put on your big cheesy, make it great, and be really, really, really nice to the cast member because um, she's going to have to spend a little more time with you than, you know. Yeah, and be, and be patient. And if, since you have a larger group, I would kind of all go and then let one person handle it. Yeah, don't go to three separate, like just stay on moss <laughs> right you know, yeah. right but one, let one cast member it. do all of it yeah yeah exactly you'll have to all be there because they'll uh, do your picture and all that if it's not already uploaded but right yeah that's the other thing do as much of your online check-in as you can like do everything like make make it as easy as you possibly can on them have your passport numbers uploaded have your photographs already done like have have everything done ahead of time just to make it as easy as possible on the cast member um who is going to need to do the extra work to get you guys swapped around exactly yeah all right uh next question is from therese she says hi ladies i have a question my husband and i along with my mom and her sister are going on a river cruise next spring from paris to normandy and back we are so jealous. Um, before the cruise, we have a day planned to celebrate my aunt's birthday at, you guessed it, Disneyland Paris. I know you've talked about both Disneyland Paris and riverboat cruising on previous episodes and in your blog posts. I will scour those religiously now and then. Because <laughs> she, she knew what we were going to say to her. That's right. You knew what we were going to say. <laughs> I'm interested in one piece of advice from each of you for this trip. 
it could pertain to the experience at the parks, about Paris, about river cruises. Pick whatever appeals to you as a talking point and fire away. We are all first timers to Paris and hubby and I are new to river cruises. Thank you for keeping us all in the know and for the community you have built through the podcast and the are you just going to make me cry online? You are the best. Okay. Sorry. I'm emotional. Um. <laughs> well, first, before we even jump into this, I'm just going to tell you, we, I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it until it's time to go. I am doing this exact trip in about, oh, I don't know, four and a half weeks. So there will be a future podcast episode for sure. Um, talking about at least a little bit of Paris and the river cruise, but definitely Disneyland Paris. So definitely more trips, tips coming for you in the future. Yes. That being all said, right. she asked for each before. of us to pick one thing. So Heather, why don't you go first since you're right in the thick of this right now? Oh gosh, I don't know. Oh, I, I cannot pick one thing. Um, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Her I, face right now. I, <laughs> you can see I'm the little hands like, If you on could only <laughs> see my computer right now, I have 17 tabs open of Disneyland Paris, River Cruise, Paris, all the things you have to book. Okay, when did we say we were going? We're doing this next year so uh, or next spring. So you probably still have to deal with some of the COVID restrictions that I'm having to deal with. Um, book tours in advance for Paris. Don't overschedule yourself so much that every second of the day is planned planned because the magic of Paris is getting lost in the streets and stopping at a little bistro that you've never heard of before. Um, so don't plan every second. You spend hours getting lost in that city because that's the best part of it. However, there are things that you want to see when you go to Paris because that's what makes Paris Paris. So if you want to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, if you want to go to the Louvre, um, you know, if you want to see any of the museums, book them in advance. That goes for any time, but especially now during COVID because there are limited capacity, they're not letting that many people in, and in addition to a ticket, you need a tour reservation time. So like if normally you could just buy a ticket to the Louvre and go, but now you need to buy a ticket to the Louvre and have a specific reservation like time that you're going to enter, which is great because that cuts down on waiting in a lot of lines, but pay attention, do it, do it ahead of time, make yourself a list. Um, in, in, in normal times, I think it used to be 90 days in advance, they would sell these tickets. Right now they're looking at a month. Like for example, I'm looking to go to the Louvre on September 1st. They have not released Louvre tickets past August 31st. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking by the end of the month, those will be released. So make yourself familiar with the sites that you want to see the familiar with their websites. Um, and get those those booked in advance. And then I'm just gonna throw in a second one because this was not available when the three of us went to Disneyland Paris, but they now have a really fantastic Disneyland Paris app. Download it to your phones, get used to it and make your dining reservations when you're able to, because I know the three of us wanted to eat at Remy's restaurant when we were there and it was sold out ahead of time and you couldn't make dining reservations online. You had to call France to do it. Now you don't have to do it right from the phone and you'll be all set. The end. Um, I'm going to go one step further with the Louvre and say consider one of the VIP tours of any popular spot like that because you can walk right up and kind of skip some of the lines. Um, if that's something that's important to you, look into that. And then for Disneyland Paris, I would, since you only have one day there, I would pick the rides that are different from the rides in the in the U.S. parks, like definitely do Space Mountain, even though it has the same name, it's different. But skip Dumbo, the Carousel, things like that. Do the things that are 
that are different as much as you can. So yeah. prioritize. Use use the premiere access. It's worth yeah. it for one day. And go and make sure you go see the dragon. Say hi to her say for hi. us. <laughs> Um, I'm going to focus on Paris just because I loved the Paris section of our trip so, so, so much. Um, walk everywhere that you can. You're not going to be able to walk everywhere, but walk everywhere that you can. Paris is a walking city. And some of my favorite memories are of us just like wandering the streets and stopping for, you know, photos or random street crepes or, you know, like, you know, all of the little neighborhoods are so different. And so like, yeah, we went to go see Notre Dame and just like the little neighborhoods around Notre Dame, which of course, you know, unfortunately has burned down since we were there last, but they're in the process of rebuilding it. But the flower um, market is back opened at the base of Notre Dame. So go see the Yeah, the like just wander, you know, leave time in your schedule. Like Heather said, schedule the important stuff in advance. Like I, I remember we we got to Versailles. We have never felt so smart as uh -huh. when we just marched past all of those lines up that, to our. There was you know, at least four different lines, and all of them had to at least be an hour long. Yeah, we and we just <laughs> sailed right past because we had prearranged our tickets. You know, um, so do that important stuff, but leave plenty of time to just explore. You know, I, people in your you know depending on where you're coming from. You know, you might be jet lagged or, you know, time zone or whatever. You know, we would wake up really early in the morning. Paris is not a city that wakes up early in the morning. So typically we would be like out wandering the streets before the cafes had even opened. Um, but that's actually some of my favorite memories is, is in the early morning when Paris is quiet, you know, and nobody's out on the streets yet. You can get some of the best pictures without crowds all over the place. You can just like walking along the Seine in the morning before the city wakes up is just so beautiful. <laughs> just you know yeah yeah absolutely and I, none of us touched on a river cruise you didn't mention which river cruise line you're going on but i feel like the river cruises are like they're amazing they're so different than a, a an ocean cruise it's very intimate um and everything's taken care of for you once you arrive like you have your cruise director they're going to take care of your luggage like you don't really have to worry about anything like once you're there on that boat like Everything yeah, they're on handled. Mm -hmm. yeah, they got it. Um, all right. So hope that helps. Enjoy your trip. It sounds amazing. Our next question is from Miranda. Charlotte, you want to read this one? Yes. Okay. Hi, princesses. OG listener here and first time asking a question. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear from you guys. Oh, it's super long, so please don't feel like you have to read or respond. Don't worry. We got you. Okay. We got you. <laughs> we got That's you, why Miranda. we had to split it up, guys. All right. Uh, over the <laughs> I love this. Over the holiday weekend, my mom, two sisters, and I got a little wine drunk. All adults, no kids, and ended up booking a six-night stay for January to Disney World. We've all been there. I was going to say she sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> we have not booked tickets yet. Just our flight from Oregon and our hotel at the Wyndham in Disney Springs. My last trip was October 2019, but my family has not been in over 10 years. They are putting a lot of me up, and I am slightly overwhelmed even though I listen to your podcast religiously. Anyways, my questions are, what is our best bet from transportation uh, from Disney Springs? We would prefer not to rent a car, bus or Ubers. Uh, so let's start there. Um, from Disney Springs? You need from Disney to... Springs or from the Wyndham? She said the question is from Disney Springs, but if you're from the Wyndham, they may have transportation, but I would... I would take an Uber or Lyft. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, 
I think the question is asking transportation from Disney Springs to the theme parks. That's not a thing that happens anymore. Like the, the yeah. buses only go from Disney Springs to different Disney resort hotels. So you could certainly walk to Disney Springs, take a bus to the Contemporary, and then walk to the Magic Kingdom or, you know, to the Polynesian and take the monorail. But that would take a lot longer than an Uber. Or like Charlotte said, if the Wyndham has direct bus like the the window buses are never going to run as regularly or as close to the theme parks as the disney buses would but that's probably going to be your best bet right yeah okay uh all right so we are on a tight budget because well we planned this trip on a whim and trying to get the most bang for our buck um is this hotel worth it have any of your ladies stayed here um i have not i have there. not no i have not Sarah, did you tour it when you yes did that? I have toured it um and I like a Wyndham I mean that's a it's a chain that I I like it's one that I often choose to stay in when I'm traveling to non-Disney locations I believe that it does have park transportation I think it's maybe hourly or something like that um you know the problem I toured it a very long time ago um and I believe it has been renovated since then um but you know it's fine like it's yeah. you know, it's a perfectly fine hotel you know <laughs> We stayed at a, at a Wyndham uh, when I was there in April, but it was not this one, and ours was the more the timeshare uh, thing. But I, I do like a Wyndham as well. So yeah, you know, if that's if you're on a budget and you're staying offsite, I I think it's a good location at least for that. Yeah. So, yeah. If it works for your budget and you've got it booked, then embrace it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Uh, one thing that you did not say is you or you said you did not buy tickets yet. I would do those as soon as possible because you have to make theme park reservations. Yeah. Um, we, for the, at least for the foreseeable future, you have to make theme park reservations and you have to have park tickets before you can do that. So, right. you know, I know that's also money up front, but you got to you got to do it. And I would do it sooner rather than later. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, and then she ends up with, thank you so much for putting out the best content weekly on your blog, podcast, and Facebook group. Your work doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Aww, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. And then our last question actually Ooh. is from Claire. Uh, Heather, why don't you read this one? Claire says, hello, ladies. Love the show from here in the UK. Oh, well, hello from across the pond. Um, I have optimistically booked a trip to Disney World for August 2022, staying at the Contemporary. Not in love with the refurbed rooms, not my idea of deluxe, but love the idea of staying within walking distance to the Magic Kingdom. We hear you. We we're with you. <laughs> see, previous like, was it last week we talked yep. about that? Yep. Um, as part of the 50th anniversary package, we will get a $950 credit for food for the room, which will cover two of us. I know that will not cover three meals a day for our 14 nights stay, but I am interested to know your thoughts on how we could get the most value out of that money without spending most days rushing from one restaurant or another, as we have done previously with the dining plan. Thanks for keeping the Disney magic alive over the last year. Okay, so I just want to make sure that um, our listeners who are not from the UK understand what she's talking about. So UK, United Kingdom guests have access to completely different packages than we do here in the US. So for all of you who are listening and going, I want a $950 credit. Me too, <laughs> but we don't yeah. live there. Me too, but we don't get those. <laughs> this is a UK exclusive perk. Um, 
she's also staying for 14 nights days. That is much more typical um, for a guest who is coming from the UK. They get way more vacation time than we do here in the US. And then they tend to travel uh, since they're coming all this way, they tend to take longer vacations. So a 14 night stay is not at all uncommon um, for our UK guests. Um, and this $950 credit that she's referring to, again, that is a thing that is exclusively available to uh, UK residents at this time. Sometimes you'll see it for other countries as well, but it's it's pretty popular with the UK market. So that credit is basically just free money, but you they restrict what you can spend it on. So it's um, usually just food, like she can't spend it on merchandise, she typically has to spend most of it on food. However, you don't have to spend it just at sit-down restaurants, you can spend it on almost any food at Walt Disney World. So snacks, quick service, table service, you name it. Just keeping that in mind for our non-UK <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a good way to save money right there, is don't spend it all at, you know, sitting down at a restaurant. Just get a snack. If you're not that hungry, grab a snack. Is it for that? Yeah. Don't feel pressured to spend it on meals, you right. know, like. Especially, yeah. at, I'm going to throw this out, Animal Kingdom has some of the greatest like food snacks in the in the world um like you know they have those little kiosks where you can get samosas they have uh different hummus options so it's not necessarily a like a cupcake or something dessert type but it could fill you up and hold you over until you have a bigger dinner later in the night yeah if you do it you know there's sort of a lot of ways to think about this i think like because it is a 950 dollars credit you can't just sort of think of it as free money like it's a perk it's a bonus it's not your money that you're spending i know that like when i'm buying something with a gift card i am far less concerned about how much a thing costs or what kind of deal i'm getting on it because it's it's free money <laughs> you know? yeah. um you can think of it like that way some people think of it as it is a bonus and so i want to get as much value for it as I possibly can. If you do the math out, um, it comes out to about $34 per person per day um, for a 14 night stay. So you could literally, if you want to break it down, you know, to that level, you could just think like, all right, I have $35 today or $34 today. That is the price of an average uh, sit down breakfast, you know? Yeah. And so maybe you spend it on breakfast every day or you spend it on whatever, you know? Or um, it, it fuel like it will cover probably all and then a little extra of a quick service lunch or mm -hmm. something like that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I, I wouldn't get too caught up in the minutia of, you know, you know, I'm, I want to spend I want to get fifteen hundred dollars worth of, <laughs> you know, food out of that nine hundred and fifty dollars. It's a bonus. It's a credit. It's a you know, like do some of the things that you wouldn't maybe normally do because you were trying to be a little more budget conscious, you know, splurge a little bit with it if you can. Yeah, I like it. That's what I would do. You can also treat us to some cocktails at the Nomad Lounge. <laughs> we'll, we'll meet you there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we'll be happy to, we'll, we'll be happy to <laughs> help you spend that $950 credit. Um, <laughs> thanks for keeping the Disney Magic Alive over the last year. All right, and that was our last question. That's it, ladies. We survived we the epic it. marathon recording. <laughs> <laughs> the three-part listener Q&A series. Um, I am going to be gone for a while. <laughs> so I'll be back sometime in September. Heather and Sharla, I think, are going to record maybe one more episode without me. 
and then we're going to take a month off. So mm -hmm. um, we will be gone from approximately the second week of August through the second week of September. In the meantime, if you are suffering Disney Park Princess withdrawal, <laughs> be sure to check out our website at www.disneyparkprincess.com. Um, Charla and I blog every Monday. There's a new blog. Charla and I alternate. Um, I have written all of my blogs to cover my entire absence. So if you're just looking at the website, it's like I never left. <laughs> um, join our Facebook group. Make sure that you belong to the Disney Park Princess Facebook group. We have a lot of fun in there. Um, and if you're a Patreon supporter, don't forget, you also have an exclusive Facebook group that is just for our Patreon supporters. So make sure that you join that as well. And of course, all 138 episodes or 139 now episodes are available both on our website, on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So if you've just joined us, go back and listen to some, some older episodes and see what you think. Check us out. Uh, coming up next is our Patreon topic, which is drum roll, please, Sharla. Um, something just happened in Disney news that I want to talk about, and it is following along the lines of this is why we cannot have nice things, people. Oh, here we go. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love a good this is why we can't have nice things story. Okay, so stay tuned if you are a Patreon supporter. If you are not a Patreon supporter but would like to hear our hot take on whatever it is that has just occurred, <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess, and you can support us there. Thank you so much. And Heather and Charlotte will be back next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.